another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. It is Monday, July 12th. Guys, a little bit of a, a different show as we move into uh, our break. Uh, kind of touching all over the place. Uh, you know, basketball, baseball, a little bit of Hell is Real Derby over the weekend, Some football guys. Football of many sorts. Football of many sorts. Uh, also, we've got uh, a beer from, I would say, you know, one of our favorite breweries, just as a podcast. At least Josh and I, I don't know. Maybe you hate the city of Cleveland, Zach. But, ah, uh, fuck you. In, uh, up in Cleveland. So, uh, real interesting show. Real excited to bring it to you guys. But, uh, of course, first, we have our intros. To my right is uh, the guy who reads the room about as well as Nick Castellanos during a serious moment on a broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's Zach with the opinion. Zach, how are we doing today? Doing great. That probably sums up my personality better than anything. So He's definitely somewhere out in left field. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deep drive to left. But... <laughs> if anyone didn't see the, uh, once again, Cassianos this week in Kansas City against the Royals. The Royals in where, Greg? Kansas City. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. The capital of America. Some people say the barbecue capital. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> uh hit a home run while the Royals broadcast was eulogizing, I believe, the clubhouse <laughs> attendance father. So uh always great comedic timing. Also his uh first home run as a professional, Nick Castellanos. Not MLB, but just like yeah. any level. The day Osama bin Laden was killed. So shout out on that timing for Nick Castellanos. I mean, was there. anybody mourning that though, Greg? <laughs> Potentially some people on a different side of the world. I don't know. You don't know where he has fans. Uh, yeah. You don't know where he has fans. Across the table, I do know. Um, hey. <laughs> hey. So moving on to the left of me is the guy who schedules about as well as the MLB putting their draft on a Sunday night up against an NBA Finals game. It's Josh on the ones and twos. Josh, how are we doing today? Doing fantastic. Just what fantastic. was the MLB thinking? I don't know. I don't Honestly, ever know what, what the were they? MLB hey, was they're thinking. slow rolling. They didn't even like. They didn't even have any kind of draft day like ten years ago. Give them some credit. They're they're trying. They Rob have, Manfred's got a lot of sticky stuff everywhere. He's trying to deal with. He's figuring it out as he goes along. I like how he got booed a shitload, and his like feelings seemed hurt. And I was like, Roger Goodell walks out there like a badass. Like he gets booed everywhere he goes. And Roger Goodell's like. Bring it on, baby. I love it. Well, and Roger no, he Goodell. Says it really awkwardly. He's like, bring it on. Yeah. Baby. Baby. I, I, I love Where's it. Where's my recliner with See, the Roger weird Goodell fan? Roger Goodell always has that quarter zip on, though, so he's comforted by the quarter <laughs> zip. And the M&Ms. Yeah, yeah. Manfred, I mean, he pushed, Manfred's just a suit. Manfred pushed through the rest. The, the idea that they were going to have live fans there I thought was like the craziest shit. I was like, he's going to get booed. He got booed. Of course he was. But What? Only Adam Silver. Doesn't get booed because Adam Silver is great, but uh, every other commissioner, Gary Bettman. Oh, yeah, Bettman gets booed. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like every other professional sports commissioner gets booed, but Adam Silver. What are you gonna do? Speaking of people who got booed, Stephen A. Smith just tweeted out his apology to Shohei uh, Otani and uh, the rest of the community. He may have offended with his comments today, saying that Otani could not be the face of baseball because he needs an interpreter. Damn. He hasn't broken enough uh, domes with 
home runs. He's only, I believe, he's only went through one dome with a home run. So that's not who does he want to be the, the face of baseball? Uh, me. Mike, Mike, Mike Trout might as well need an interpreter. You're telling me talk. during the NBA Finals, Stephen A. Smith is sitting down every night watching baseball. Given an even an ounce of a care about that's rich baseball. coming from him too. Right, I'm like, not gonna go I down that. Not but I'm just saying, right now, like, I don't even know. Like, I mean, you could say Tatis, but like, no, yeah, but I'm even saying both on the like, it Otani is the one guy that even not baseball, non baseball people are talking about. So. so that's what I mean. Yeah, but I'm saying like, yeah, a guy who's out of his depth <clears throat> decides who always claims. And I'm not saying he's wrong. Right, but he's always the first one to claim race issues in other sports, and then you make like a super racist comment, right, to another race. That's just Steve, crazy to Steven, me. Steven, you're <clears throat> out of your element. Yeah, you're out of your element. And you know what the thing is? Sometimes you, you make the best of the situation. Like, I think you've watched enough Indians broadcast. Jose Ramirez normally uses an interpreter, but like Andre Knott and them do a great job of figuring it out. He always has great interviews. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's it's such a shitty thing. Like, no offense. Yeah. You don't need interviews to be the face of a sport. Yeah. You got to do what he does. And thus far, you know, I mean, he's a star. Two-way yeah. player? Fuck my mind. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, he. I don't give a shit what he says. Yeah. We're here to first, watch the, the game. the first player to be an all-star as a pitcher and a starter in the lineup. He's going to hit leadoff and like, start the game as a pitcher. Yeah, that's insane. Wild. I mean... You don't need anything more than that. It's it's great for other fan, you know, conserv or not conservative, uh, casual fans. It's a lazy take. I mean, yeah, and you're right. I mean, baseball is tons of interpreters. Yeah, but Japanese cool. players, a lot of Hispanic players, like Jose Mirzi brought up, can speak English, but he feels more comfortable well, doing interviews. Jose or, or, with, uh, Otani had a full interview in 2019 where he spoke English. Yeah. But the other thing is when you're just playing a game, when you're getting caught off you know caught off guard by questions you would like to answer them in your own language which exactly. makes sense i mean you feel more comfortable right taking questions from reporters who <laughs> i get it you know you want to make sure you're understood correctly so yeah brian brush your teeth with the wrong hand you know what i mean like exactly. it's just not gonna be i mean i'm sure uh american players in any sport who play overseas yeah. in anything have interpret potentially i would assume or they'd feel more comfortable with one yeah you know, yeah, it's a bad take and uh, not surprise. Yep. No. But I mean, he just kills his credibility over and over again with like crazy. Again, what he says about the African American community in sports, I agree with. But then he always seems to make some kind of comment against another minority group that I'm like, kill your credibility there, guy. ESPN. 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 Well, to finish up our intros, a guy who. Oh, yeah. not on the racial, <laughs> not on the racial side of things, but maybe on the uh, prediction of certain games last week, whose uh, predictions or takes age about as well as uh, FCC with a lead and a man up on Ooh. Friday night. So my name's Greg, hosting here on Thirty Racket Sports. Josh, we'll get into I'm sure all of that a whole lot more painfully. Honestly. Even going into the game, you know, there's still disappointment because going into the game, you know, as a crew fan, I mean, everybody heard it who listened uh, to our video-only segment on our Twitter. I was very confident about the crew coming in. You were. You were Squeaked out really a 2-2 confident. draw, but given the conditions 40 minutes in, down 2 nothing, and down a man after a weak call, um, take what you can get. Yeah, take what you can get. 
Can you talk about a unbeaten what in the, four matches? Take what is you it can a manager? Get. Is it a co manager? Parker, yeah, yeah. throwing Skipper. some shade at FC after the game in his uh, press conference. I thought that was awesome. It was hilarious. Again, a suit. Yeah, he's throwing Parker's shade, bro. He's throwing shade. Our guy, our guy has a whole cleaning line for your kitchen, bathroom, and other multi surfaces. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. I still don't know who the what uh, is. It still Ron Yans? I don't know. They go through coaches yeah, about as Yop much Stom. as. Oh, that's right. World world class defender. Couldn't you tell from the second half? I don't know. They go through coaches about you know. As often as Stephen A. Smith goes through bad takes, so yeah. Hey, well, speaking of clean, this intro has been far from it, and we've got news and beer to review. <laughs> Maybe we can pick things up a little bit from here. Guys, on Friday night, the Hell is Real Derby turned into the Kissing Your Sister Derby, with both teams leaving with a bad taste in their mouth after a hard-fought draw. <laughs> FC Cincinnati got on the board right away with an Edgar Castillo strike just 30 seconds in. Acosta was able to add on to the lead in the 23rd with a shot past Evan Bush to make it 2-0 early for FC Cincinnati. 40 minutes in, it seemed like hell was real and the crew was in hell as Harrison Offal was sent off with a second yellow card. But thankfully, just before halftime, Lucas Zellerayan provided his own super strike to get a goal back and provide a ray of hope for Columbus. And finally, in the 76th minute, Miguel Berry was able to slip a shot right over Kenneth Vermeer for the equalizer in a 2-2 draw and a wild back and forth affair in Cincinnati. The teams meet again in just six weeks from Friday and hopefully another thrilling matchup up in Columbus. In baseball, the all-star break is here, guys. Woo! At the quote-unquote halfway point, both ball Over clubs half. in Ohio sit in second place within striking distance of both the division and wild card, with just a few weeks left before the all-important trade deadline. The Tribe had a nice bounce-back weekend, taking all three from the Royals after dropping nine straight before then. They sit eight games back of the White Sox and four and a half out of the, white, out of the wild card, but hopefully reinforcements coming back from the DL and some confidence can help keep this squad afloat with a tough stretch to end the month. For the Redlegs, they took three of four in Milwaukee versus the division-leading Brew Crew to finish a five-and-two week and sit just four out of the division with three more to play as the Brewers head to town following the break. The Reds look to keep themselves hot as they too have a difficult end of July with three of five series to end the month versus first-place teams. Who knows if both teams can stay hot, but the one thing for sure is this will be an interesting month for the futures of both teams in Cincinnati and Cleveland. Guys, those are your OH headlines. Oh, the week. that's awesome. Yeah, how do you do that? That's great. We go up to Cleveland, Ohio, specifically Ohio City. Itching from the land. For uh, Market Garden Brewing. And their uh, shandy, their lemon shandy that they mm -hmm. just call shandy. Short, sweet, to the point. Uh, a nice lemon shandy, 4.5% uh, ABV. So it's got that, um, you know. It's a little kick for a shandy. Yeah, a little bit of a kick for a shandy, but that full lemon taste along mm -hmm. with the beer. Um, you almost think of it as like a, you know, 
They're most your your standard shandies, like uh, summer shandy and whatnot. It's got that extra little kick to it. I think it's almost like a I, slight I, step up on that area. I like shandies. My issue with the shandy is usually too sugary. Um, they give me a lot of heartburn. So I generally stay away. I, I really like this. This is different. Yeah. This is definitely like a... Doesn't have that like full lemonade <clears throat> Taste. Right, it's, it's like not sugary. It's it, it's sweet for people who maybe not beer beer drinkers, but like it doesn't like when it's in your mouth it doesn't feel like you just like a mouthful of sugary lemonade that they put some alcohol into. Like um, probably my go to shandy now. Honestly, like this would be it. Market Garden, dude. There's nothing better than Market. No, Garden. I know, but I just mean like for a shandy. Like I'm always skeptical of anybody who brews a shandy. Sure. I'm just always like. Mm. Haven't had one yet that I can like, like it's smooth. It's not, you know, like I said, it's not sugary. Yeah. It's and delicious. I mean, it's, I mean, we say, you know, we, we say the word summer beer a whole lot on this show. We but do. This is, uh, this seems like a, like you said, like a shandy that you can drink, but actually have a few of. Cause mm. I've, I've been in the same spot where you drink, you know, two or three of, you know, yeah, other you're brands like, and you're like, next thing you know, right, you're on I'm all gonna... fours in the living room around people like rocking, trying to get, yeah. You're like, all right, I need to get like a heavy beer or something to yeah. try to get all this down. So certainly like a, a full flavored one. It's got that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't quite have that lemonade, like sugary lemonade taste. Like but it's you got get like a the nice lemon. The lemon, lemon flavor is good. That's what you talk about. Like your problem with Shandy's. My mm-hmm. problem with Shandy's is that the lemon is, I feel like the lemon is always off. Yeah. It feels faked or forced. Yeah. This one's like kind of lies underneath it all. And it's very mellow, and it's mm-hmm. it's still got the sweetness to it, and it's still that very light. You body. drink it, and you like, taste it all the way through, and then you get a final little kick yeah. of it at the end. Like, like if you were on in, an afternoon not, in Ohio City, yeah. and we're sitting outside one of Market Garden's plenty, beautiful outside uh, areas that they have there at the tap room. This would be the perfect one for like an afternoon, either before or after an Indians game or something. Yeah. Like it's Definitely. a perfect, like you said, we say the su- perfect summer beer on the show all, t- all the time, but this really is a perfect summer beer. It's number one now. Number one, well, yeah, on the top. Recency show. bias, but yeah, number Mark one. Mark <laughs> Look, you you don't want that fake lemonade taste. You got no. your you got your you know box made. Why lemonade. did Kugels can go to hell, Greg? Is on. You got that you got that box made lemonade that you put in your beer from you know the store. No, this is straight up lemonade from lemons mixed with the beer. It's got a great, I mean, you know, a great solid beer taste. It's got the nice lemon taste. Overall, solid shandy. Great top shandy. of our great shandy. Great shandy. Don't sound short. We're gonna top learn, of our shandy ratings. We're going to yeah. learn more about why it's such a great shandy when yeah. Zach reads us, or recites us, the reading of Thank the can. We're going to move on to our first discussion. As we mentioned, kind of having our... our loose discussions not really our quick sips or big chugs as usual this time just kind of encapsulating everything that's going on in sports before uh we take our break our olympic break as we all go to tokyo to win gold right right zach all there baby all there all there there. 100 meter dash see me there (laughs) take her for shikari so (laughs) so uh (laughs) first off of course the uh the big event in ohio of the weekend friday night Hell is real, Darby, at TQL Stadium. Where the logistics quality, Josh, at, is the question. At the low-T stadium. <laughs> the logistics were pretty quality. We'll give it that. 
Yeah. Well, oh yeah, that uh they had that Tifo, the the art at the beginning and they had the the I don't know, the, the villain from Samurai Jack on the Tifo. It was very cool. Yeah, it was the artwork nice. was very cool. The pageantry was very cool. Hmm. The soccer was interesting. Yeah, the soccer was I mean, they like lit off so much pop and pomp and circumstance at the beginning of the game, and there was so much like there was the awesome Tifo, the smoke was going. They lit off so many fireworks before the game, and then you had the goal 30 seconds in. I mean, the place was it was nuts right off the bat. And then things slowly and slowly deteriorated. I mean, it was an entertaining game, but my thing with FC Cincinnati is like you, you just you, they they are the same story over and over again. So, uh, it looks real nice. It looks really nice until it isn't. And then you're like, who put this together? So, so take a just take a couple steps back. As Josh mentioned, going into the game, FC Cincinnati excited, but who put this together? Oh, we'll get to that. If only people get to see his face while he's explaining that. Who put uh Columbus probably more uh, more confident coming in. But FC Cincinnati been on a good run of games. So like you said, you actually, I'll give you credit. My mom made sure wanted me to make sure that I gave you credit. Oh, good, thanks, She Patty. called you an oracle <laughs> for, uh, for um What was your mom drinking that night? Hey, man, I said, <laughs> I said that it would be a, two, a, two a crazy draw. game with a bunch of nonsense and it'd be really exciting to a 2-2 draw. And lo and behold, all of that happened. Hey, he got one right. What is that, one for 45? I'm doing the math on all of that right now. One Thank for you. his last one. That's all you got to do. We'll have a who you got scoreboard update here at the end of the show. Ooh. Uh, so as Josh mentioned, a minute into the game, uh, just... I mean, a really nice um, move by Acosta to get, I mean, throw the ball back to Edgar Castillo, a really nice strike. Uh, I will say, you know, we're not we're not in the excuse game, but uh, Evan Bush was in goal, not the crew's top goalie, Eloy Room. Mm-hmm. With Sounds the, like an uh, excuse. Curacao national team. Sounds like an excuse. So, you know, no Sounds excuses. Sounds like an excuse. But speaking of excuses. Sounds like an excuse. <laughs> So uh, really, the first goal was just a, a super nice goal by them. I, there's not really a whole lot. I mean, you could have been better defending Acosta, but the strike was just perfect right where That's I great. needed it to be. Um, Such a well-executed kickoff and everything. At that point, you're like, oh, we're golden. Golden, so... 90 minutes and, well, they make up minutes. You never know, but yeah, so <laughs> gotta play ninety minutes. There, they change, Josh. Make up minutes. <laughs> they had, they sort of do, really. They be sort of there. do. I've seen enough of those games. Be like, uh, so seventeenth minute, Harrison awful on, maybe a little bit of a tough tackle gets a yellow card. Not really important yet. Twenty uh, fourth minute, Brenner makes something happen. Uh, Acosta goal. That yeah. one, I think Bush should have saved. It was just kind of a low, like, almost pass on the ground, and Bush was like... I mean, he's basically standing there yeah. like Bush. Like, no movement, no nothing. <clears throat> yeah, I was surprised one that one got through, especially on the angle, but at the time, you're like, oh, I'll take that. You'll take that. FC Cincinnati up 2-0, 24 minutes in. In Dreamland, how could it get any better than this? Well, just wait. 42nd minute, 
the Chris Paul of the MLS, Brenner, does a little, I'm going to move forward and then just stop and throw my hands out. Harrison Offal probably shouldn't have been doing that on the yellow card, but definitely not a second yellow. Gets called for the red card. So second yellow is a red, if you did not know that, Zach. Making sure we'll, we'll keep you involved. What a there. game. They have cards. They have <laughs> balls. You just don't know what's going on. He gets sent off. So the crew down to 10 men. Things are looking uh, Things are looking bleak. Well, but yeah, probably. Bleak for Columbus. Bleak, bleak for, Columbus. for Columbus. You're having a great time yeah, out there. The logistics were through the roof on quality. Were they totally through the I, roof? I mean, they were totally quality, like through the roof. Place was unbelievable. Things could not have been lower for Columbus at that point. Like you could have made a website. Get them like, in there. <clears throat> Get them in there. <laughs> Get a, all the stadium pun names in there. But uh, then, yeah, things definitely took a turn. Yeah. So uh, with everything going on, all the goals, all the tomfoolery, they uh, they made up eight minutes at the end of the first half to add on. Yeah. <laughs> So where these they, magical eight minutes come from, no one knows. Uh, a lot of stoppages, yeah, right, yeah. tomfoolery, and/or shenanigans. I, I've never seen those guys holding a stopwatch time. But go on. We'll have to. We'll have to get you there. That way, I need. <laughs> we need you to go to a game. I've been to those FC way, games. We had season tickets. The one. No, here. I. I want you to go to a game with. The <laughs> oh, I will go with the stopwatch, <laughs> and I will count. Yeah, all you right. I'll them. do that. You stand right there and be like, sir. Sir. So that way when they say six minutes, I'll be like, it was four minutes and 37 seconds of stoppage time. But It's usually way more than they put up there. So. <laughs> they usually, it's like, it, there was like a 20-minute stop, and they're like, ah, like four minutes. I don't know. Yeah. So with uh, in the first minute of stoppage time, before halftime, uh, once again, another great thought by Josh. New Lucas Zellerayam was going to make his name known had a just a huge strike right there. Just Long absolutely blasted it. Um, Vermeer like didn't even move because the ball started so far off the goal and then just somehow snuck back in inside the right post. It was like you couldn't have hit the ball better than that. No. So somehow just a little ray of hope going into halftime because I remember, you know. Just when everything happened, I was like, "This is this is good. It's gonna be a miserable show on Monday. It's just a miserable time all around. We're down two nothing. Got a red card. This could be, you know, this could be four nothing with the way that they're playing right now. Get a goal back. Get into halftime. No big deal. And then seventy seventh minute. After, by the way, a chippy game." Oh, yeah, super chippy game. That's what I was most surprised about. Is the official they had was like an original MLS official, very veteran official for the big rivalry game. I'm like, all right, he'll keep him in check. And like five minutes into the game, I was like, all right, I guess we're not. We're going to let him play. And then you saw by halftime. He just started handing out, out. He got standing up. Yeah. Yellow cards. You're having to, yeah. Then you're having to card everybody because you let the game out of control. And then I think in the second half from both squads, you see. I mean, yeah, even though it's double yellow card at the end, you see guys that, you know, half when half the team on each side has yellow cards already, you see a lot of cautious play. Uh, only a few guys on the crew. Half the uh, Cincinnati team had yellow cards. We just yeah, had one guy hit, who picked up two. Yeah. So that was not great. So it was, uh, yeah, it was all over the place, I thought, officiating-wise. But I, 
that's everything you want from a rivalry game, though. I thought the atmosphere was incredible. I thought there was so many storylines added to the rivalry. Yeah. Um, I think I would like to see a fully or at least a most mostly healthy FC Cincinnati take on a mostly healthy uh, Columbus crew when we go up to Columbus next time. So long yeah. story short, joy the play-by-play I have. But long story short, because I want to get like bigger thoughts. I want to talk like okay. bigger. Oh, by the way, just to wrap it up, yeah. 77th minute, there you go. Miguel Barry ties it up. Not a whole lot happens in the last 14 minutes. The crew escape. Escape. They, uh, they cock block FC Cincinnati. They were about to bust one, and yeah, they're still winless at home. I get it. Uh, <laughs> so, fellas, I'll start with Josh because I think that's Go just, ahead. that's Go devastating. Ahead. Fire away. How are you? How, I mean, how are you taking this? Are you taking this away? I told you. What are your you. takeaways from I this? Are you I... still frustrated? Are you still just like Jesus Christ? I mean. It's hard. It's hard to be frustrated because you're like, all right, the team's now four games uh, unbeaten, you know, and they have they have improved dramatically on the road, and they came out and they looked so good in the first half. But I'm telling you, like, no one is going to take this team like actually seriously as an MLS team until you figure out a way to not to put a full ninety minutes together. I mean, should they relocate to, to Florida? They should not the relocate to Florida. Messi's going to be there soon. All but, the all the Canadian teams are already down. Is there. Messi's going to be. Um, maybe another ten yeah. years, maybe. No, he's just out of his contract with Barcelona. He's like thirty. Think he's gonna, I'd be curious. I'd be crazy. But my 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 thing is, is like I said so earlier, you can't keep you cannot keep looking nice. Yeah, you actually have to look like a professional soccer team for once and put a full ninety minutes together. Until you do that. Then, like, yeah, sure. You're not going to take moral victories anymore. Everything, but you can only take so many moral victories when you're up a man for a whole 45 minutes and you concede two goals when you were up 2 0 and had all that momentum. Like, you've got to be able to figure out how to manage that and yeah. put the whole thing together. Until you do that, I can't consider you, you know, like any in any sport. I would not consider you a real professional team if you were in that situation. Like, think about hockey. If you're just, like, up on the power play for the rest of the game with a 2-0 lead and you end up drawing or losing that game. Like, no one would take you seriously. So, sure, FC Cincinnati's on the unbeaten streak right now and everything. and Some things are looking up and everything. But until you like stop looking like all these nice things and you have all the frills and everything and things look nice, you're not actually getting the results that you should be getting. So I can't take you that seriously. Can I ask him a quick question real quick? Uh, Is FCC afraid of the color yellow? Because against both yellow teams, they play. As we drink, I've been wanting to point this out. As we drink this beautiful Columbus crew uh, can, basically, is what we're drinking tonight. So... Beautiful, yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll get into the both, can. Uh, both yellow teams that FC Cincinnati has played this year, up to nothing, drew 2-2. Yeah. So, Greg, real quick. Yeah. How you feel about the crew? Where, where, where does this put you? Um, I think it was... Are you a, just like, fuck, we escaped, thank God. I, I think it was... A, I mean, I think it was a disappointing start, yeah. but it shows the talent that's there with this team, and... Uh, you know, it's impressive. I think hopefully it's a little bit of a wake-up call that you can't just, you know, walk into these games. Because I think at times this season the crew's 
you know, with everything that's gone on with the logo and everything, sometimes their mind hasn't always been in the game. But you can tell when they're locked in, they're one of the best teams in the league. I mean, they're, you know, defending MLS Cup champions. But the fact that they were able to fight back, you know, going into the game, if you would have said 2-2 draw, I would have been disappointed. But looking back on everything that happened into the game, all the adversity that they, you know, went through, you'll take it and you'll be super happy. And I think it's a, it's a good building point mm-hmm. for the season going forward because you realize that, you know, I mean, down 2 nothing against your rival on the road, you can take Josh's point whether or not you think they're a professional organization. Still unbeaten in their last four, still a professional team, still down 2-0 with a man down, able to come back. That's a building block, and that's something that can say even if you're down one nothing in the 85th minute against someone, yeah. even if you're losing to a team, you know, any of the best teams in the league, you can still find a way back. And I think, you know, there's a lot of good to be brought out of it. Yeah. Well, two different point of views. Let's continue this hipster's train of sports on through to baseball. Oh, yeah, baseball. Baseball. Oh. The young man. America's sport. pastime. Uh, well... All right, I said we were going to have a who you got scoreboard update. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to keep teasing that till after the beer break. But one of our most recent ones was first to 50 wins. Yep. And we were all like, oh, Indians. Indians easily. And yes, Josh. Yes, yes. Keep pouring salt into the goddamn wound. I'm sorry, aware of I'm what we were all it up. saying. I'm just saying that the Reds jumped uh. If you didn't see this coming, why did you? Why were we so sure on the Indians? I was so With all sh- the in- injuries that they've had. Like, why? I I don't know. Looking back on it, I'm like, we were all really sure. I, mean, I was I sure because I don't trust the, tougher, the Reds. The Reds had the tougher schedule for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Indians <laughs> also. I, I, I don't know. Had about that. You know, you didn't have to go to fucking Tampa, so. You went went to Tampa for two games, didn't you? Three games. Oh, three, three games, games, asshole. Two days. <laughs> two days. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Got, you we had a, they had to play in a goddamn hurricane. Well, it would turn to be a tropical storm, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, in coming dome. into that game, I believe it was you know it was late uh, June. The Reds had just gotten rolled by the Padres. Things were looking kind of bleak for a little bit. Right. The Indians were on a roll. Since then. The Indians had a tough couple series, dropped nine straight. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, so I'm not even mad. Not, I'm not, I'm, the, I guess I'm the question that you have is, I know everything seems to be gravy because you didn't expect a whole lot of, out of the team this year. No, I but didn't. do you think they still have a run back in them, or you know, run left in them? They're starting to get some guys back. The real question is when they can get the pitching back. Obviously. Well, that's not that's mid-August at the earliest. Yeah, let's be real. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just knew we were... it's mid-August at the earliest. No, I... do they have a run? Do I think they could regroup? Like, here's the thing: I make I'll... things interesting. I do, I do. I, I, I think um, give you in, give you meaningful baseball. They to got watch they got a September. tough stretch coming out. They got a real tough stretch coming out. Yep. Um, I believe they have uh, Houston and Tampa again. Yeah. Right? Do I think? Here's the thing. I think the Indians got a lot of young talent. I really like the roster long term, and Fran Mills come back and just really solidify that four spot. Um, hopefully, that'll help Jose, who's been banged up. 
Bobby Bradley up and down, which is to be expected, but he's still, his attitude's different. Like, I think they're starting to solidify that middle. Do I think they could have another quick run? Yeah, I do. I think the offense, you know, they're high and low. is high enough that they could do that. Um, as we approach the deadline, though, are they doing anything? Yes, but not. they're not buying. Yeah. I definitely at Rosario, I think they trade. Maybe just for on the one year deal, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe for a young bullpen arm. So that's probably what you're gonna get yeah. for a one year, you know, half year guy yeah. who's really not producing. Um so maybe someone like that. And then maybe uh I can see Cesar Hernandez getting traded. Um yeah. I, I love Cesar. I think he's a nice piece for any team. He's a veteran dude, uh very consistent. Been a bit down this year, but you know, still hit, he's coming on, and he's had what he's had like four leadoff for him, like a solid. Oh yeah, lead I mean, since present. he moved into the leadoff up to that losing streak, they took off. I mean, he's a great yeah. piece for any contender who needs a second base yeah. kind of leadoff guy. Um, I guess I think that's what they're going to do. You're not trading anything else. They're not. Yeah. They're riding it out. I don't expect them to make the playoffs. Like I said, if if they keep it interesting till the end of the year, then Francona, even if they don't make the playoffs, deserves all the accolades in my opinion as far as manager of the year but Indians fans need to sit back relax and just enjoy the show watching these young guys have some highs and a lot of lows and we've seen a lot of that already but I I think the one thing that you can be happy about once again throughout the highs and the lows and the pitching's been up and down but it's been very injured is how some of these young guys have come on obviously Owen Miller wasn't quite ready but you look at like uh, Bobby Bradley uh ramirez yeah out in, harold ramirez. i love yeah. that that's a great signing so yeah. a lot a lot no i agree a lot future stuff is what i'm saying i mean yeah. a lot of these everybody in the pitching rotation should be in the bullpen or triple a right now yeah i mean everybody's keep that in mind these guys got good shit they're just not there yeah yet. mejia morgan stuff like morgan. that you can just tell like their wh- stuff's good it's just not there oh yeah i mean i went to it's the game clean. uh i went to the game uh you know fourth of july weekend i saw eli morgan and some of his strikeouts were on some nasty pitches, but there were a lot of cookies yeah. just being tossed over the plate. Right. So, Everything, yeah, it's a rebuilding year. So whatever happens, I'm I'm okay with. A retool, retool, retool. Yeah, right. Yeah, not rebuild. It's a retool. So uh, going over from uh, maybe some expectations, although I feel like Zach's been pretty pretty I'm even pretty with this. Yeah. yeah, but I would say for the fan base, maybe the expectations went up and then have kind of I mean it's understandable yeah. but yeah uh to a fan base that uh you know I think there were some questions because a lot of the fan base was still saying bye 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 when they were kind of middling around 500 now the Reds going into the all-star break four games back play Milwaukee who they've played or I mean played really well in Milwaukee right before the break seem to be coming on pretty well at this point, have a tough July. First off, where are you with the Reds right now coming into the break? I mean, are you are you thrilled? Are you over the moon? Are you still Is trying this to a yearly Reds cock tease where they get you all excited yeah. for a couple weeks? Uh, no, I'm 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 proud, and the reason I know it's not a yearly cock tease is because the Reds have not been this close to the top of the division, nor have they had this good of a record uh, at the All Star break since 2014. Um, and I think when you're asking if the Reds should actually be buyers, there's two things you need to think about. One, 
The Brewers have only lost 20 games at home this season thus far, and the Reds are responsible for over a quarter of those losses. I love all these Red stats. I know. Two. Right? two Joey Votto is an old man and is playing very well right now. There are some other guys like Nick Castellanos you may not be able to hold on to. There is a window here that if you do not see this as Reds ownership, if you do not see this as the time to buy and go for it, if there was any particular year to go for it, now, at the end of these guys' runs, while they're playing really well and the division is down, go for it. So you're saying they're, they're a piece or two away from the World Series. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. Really? Yes. They're not a full starting rotation, a few bullpen pieces away from the Their World Series? Their bullpen's the third best bull- bullpen this summer so far. Not all year. But yeah, when you look at how they've played, I'm asking you. I'm not getting when they've played against the it. tough teams <laughs> this May and this June. Yeah, they have one of the best bullpens, right. and that's whilst they've that bullpen whilst 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 that bullpen has gotten injured. Yeah, they have an unbelievable starting lineup at the plate, and yeah. Luis Castillo. Yeah, you can look back to the beginning of the season, but that seems like long in the rear view now. I mean, how are they not really, up eight and a half games? Because they went through that whole thing at the beginning of the year. I understand you can keep pointing to that, and they're like, "Oh well, I just, that time in April was they sure looked bad." It's like this team is the hottest team in baseball right now against some tough teams. They're battling there. I really do believe that if they could just, I mean, I I really think those eight games that you just mentioned. Yeah. I really think they could have made those eight games up had they had one or two more pieces in the bullpen that were okay. actually capable. I mean, look at the one-run games they've been in. I love your if passion. You if you could have had those, I bullpen can't wait arms to replay this at the end of the year lost, <laughs> when you lost six games against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Like if you could have had the two more pieces to avoid those yeah. situations. Then you'd be in that position. Oh, I, right I like the Reds. They got a great lineup. I, I still question the rest of it, though. But the one thing that I, I will say, I, I will question because I think the lineup's been okay. I Who's facing Degrom? I guess is my point. Who are you lining up Game Seven? Who are you putting out there? Who's scoring runs while Degrom's pitching? Hey, you don't need to score fucking runs when Degrom's yeah, fucking DeGrom pitching. You need like a run. run. That's right. Degrom himself is going to do it. Yeah, I mean. Athlete. Hey, I, I believe. Go ahead. Go. Sorry. Go ahead with your question. So, I, I would say the one big question that I have, and I would say they've played pretty well so far, and maybe you could say the bump in the beginning is what it was. But do you feel like? Because I know a lot of these guys have had issues, whether it's injury issues or inconsistency issues, of sustained success. Sonny Gray has at times had injuries at times been inconsistent. Luis Castillo has not put a full season together. And you can look at that statistically. He has been great for months. He has been awful for months. People in the bullpen. Amir Garrett has been great his last month. He was miserable the first two months of the season. Maybe they've figured it out. But the other question is, do you think you'll have sustained success? The other question is, having some of these more veteran guys... Do you think they can put it together for a whole season? Do you think people get tired late in the season? I think the other question is you have a lot of, you don't really have any of those veteran, you know, you have Brad Brock who's been up and down, but you don't really have any of those guys that have been workhorses into September. Cause you know, I mean, 
Zach and I have both rooted for teams that have made the World Series recently. We, 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 we've been on that train, We've, been on that, we've tra- been on that you train. You have to have those. <laughs> Settle down. Andrew Miller. You got to have that. You Corey Kluber. Uh, or John Lester, like the cup, a, a vet, a guy like, you know, John Lester didn't have the best shit then, but you knew he was a guy who had tons of experience and he didn't back down. He knew how to pitch. And I mean, even That's what I'm not saying about the Reds, they got talent. I don't yeah. discount that. I just, the lineup's insane. Don't get me wrong. That's my, my thing is, and I get the bullpen's been way better. I mean, the Reds were a joke of a bullpen years past, but I, the starting rotation still, who's that dude? Who's that dude? Who's got the big dick in the room? You know what I mean? Who's starting game seven? Well, and that's the thing. Or, ga- or game one. Or game one. That's the biggest question yeah. is, you know, you're four road. behind the Brewers. As you mentioned, the Brewers have been very good when they're not playing. the. They don't play the Reds at home that much more this year. Yeah. So if they keep on, you know, if they keep on. I'm not saying on, the like, Reds couldn't make a trade for a dude. That's my point. Right. But aren't you they saying need they to, need a they need dude? To make that, the, they need to make that move to get. One or two more pieces in the bullpen. Do you think Trevor Bauer is still in play? Do you think (laughs) for the league as himself (laughs) or for the Reds? Never mind. Um, But uh, (laughs) yes, they need to make the one or two more moves, and they do need to figure out those things. Like, but so you're saying they need to make legit trades? They're not. Yeah, they're not. That's my point. They're not tiddly dinking around. They didn't add a mid reliever and a utility guy. They're well because they need a they need a starter and. You get to next, like you you pass this year. Yeah. What are you waiting for? No, I agree. I don't. I don't. I agree. I don't know what the Reds are even doing in a rebuild. Right. I don't know what they're but doing. What this I'm is saying. weird. Like, this may, is a weird you team. May, you may or may not believe that the Cincinnati Reds can go to the World Series. I think but they have an offense. You can't potentially sit here and say that this team should sit on their hands or sell no, at the deadline because I don't you know what they're doing next year. It. Yeah, exactly. You have. I to agree go with for you. I wasn't making fun of you for that. I just think they got to make a couple big trades. Well, and I would say they may be willing to clear the farm. Is my point. The, the other thing that I would say is, even if you don't think this team is a is a World Series team, if even if they can win a series. A lot of Reds fans are willing to mortgage a couple of years potentially to try to win some series because well, yeah. when, I mean, you know, it's even difficult when you have a team that you feel like can win, you know, championships and you don't win one or you, you know, I'm you, you don't make it to a certain area when you fall back down. If you don't even get like, you know, I mean, the Reds of the 2010s, they got to those series, but they never won those series. So, I mean, it's. It's big for Cincinnati fans. Who, Getting over that hump has got to be a huge relief and something that they have to try to strive for. And then at that point, it's, you know, two series. Right. right. That's what I'm saying is that, like, this, I, I think this team can, like, right now, like, go to a wild card game or go to a divisional series yeah. and do fine. But will they win it? Like I like I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Well, no, they're does. they're a playoff. It's a crapshoot. Baseball playoffs are crapshoots. Yeah, depends on matchups. Depends on everything. Yeah, yeah. To, to Greg's point, like this team is a playoff team now. But if they want to actually compete in the that's playoffs, that's my point. Yeah. Or actually Who? make solidify their their being able to complete for you know compete for the playoffs. The one question that I would have is, I I don't know if you have this off the top of your head, but. A couple names that oh, you would God like to it. see. That's what I was going to say. I was yeah. going to say, I'm going to wrap it up, Josh. Who's your one trade target? Never mind. 
Greg uh, killed it. I, I He's the host. I don't know. What I'm trying to do. This I job. would be good with any like. I I still say like you've heard me say it on the show, and I'm not just saying it is it because I'm I'm an Ohio guy. Like I do think it makes a lot of sense for the Reds to become trade partners with the Indians. The Indians, as you were just saying, have a lot of guys for who for team who? control. Yeah, they do. Um, but. Reds country wants nobody more right now than Trevor Story. I personally don't see that happening. Oh, my God. You don't need a goddamn bat. You need a fucking arm, man. That's what man. I'm saying. It's just like Kyle Farmer. I mean, that'll help. Will. Say what you, you better win 12 Kyle to Farmer, 10. But he's done just fine on his own. The Reds are 37 and 0 when I Mike Freeman Max starts. Scherzer. That was the, when, the Cubs, when the Cubs were hey. for a while. Like, hey. I, Why not? Sure. Why not? The, sure. Nats, the Nats are, uh, yeah. They Rick might be in a rebuild the mound, mode, real Mike quick. Mike Freeman at shortstop, bringing Hollywood Hoffman. They, they, they got hot, up. but I don't. Boom. I don't think they're for real. Boom. Yeah. So I. So well, well, we'll say, what's your top trade target? Not Reds. Country. If you're GM right now, what are you yes. doing? You can make An any arm. trade. Huh? I would say any arm that has no, experience. Who? No, who? I don't have a particular guy. Any okay. guy that has well, experience. Well, no, wait, starter or bullpen. Bullpen. Oh no, bullpen. I don't think you need a starter. <clears throat> okay. I don't think you need a starter. Well, okay. So much for Josh doing homework. You need a relief arm. Craig Kimbrell? <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, if they're all, if, all, if all the star, Cubs, all star Greg, if Craig the Kimbrell. Cubs are truly going to be sellers, they're not going to. Oh, they're going to be about. sellers. No, I know, but they're not going to. I did in division. No. Someone yeah. else won criminal. Right? No, they're yeah, they're no. They would never. I'm do just that saying, a guy like that. Yes, you that need, you might have to give up a lot for. Yeah, because all star, he's an all star, and you got to be willing to. Craig, you got to be willing to give maybe some guys up here. Greg Gimble, maybe too. You know. Well, let us know. Reds, Indians going in, potentially buyers, maybe sellers Indians on the Indian side. We'll see. Guys, I, we're going to need a drink after that segment. So uh, hopefully you're ready to uh, roll on to the reading of the can, Zach. Brewed with all natural lemon juice and peel, this thirst quenching shandy is a vibrant blend of. Pale wheat beer and sparkling lemon soda. It's fresh, sweet citrus notes come together for a lively and energizing brew. That's what it is. The like, it's not lemonade. It's like a sparkling lemon. Yeah, soda it's like, like a, it's a spritzer. It. It's yeah. like a little spritz. Can I get a spritz? No, I like it. Uh, like I said, this is um. <laughs> Sorry. This... <laughs> Sorry, I was trying not to laugh at your spritzer thing. <laughs> this is like I said. This is now. Uh, I like Market Garden. I've never had their shandy. Like I guess I generally stay away from shandies. I'm a guy who loves lemonade, lemon, like just can never handle them. Uh, my go-to now. My go-to. As you throw the can across. Yeah. The can also. Uh, I like the can. Yeah, it's got a very nice design. Uh, I'm not sure. It's got it's got like a little map in the background that I didn't even notice mm-hmm. of Cleveland. Oh, yeah. You oh, can yeah. see the street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the logo, of course, is is great. It's got the one of the the, the guardians, the yeah. Cleveland Guardians, with some hops, kind of yeah, hanging from them. This, so their cans are clean. I like it. Uh, Beer for people, it says. Yeah, and then also has, as we mentioned, coming in, it, the barcode is in the state of Ohio, mm-hmm. so very very clean. Probably look. one of my favorite, non crazy, like just yeah, good, not like clean, nice crisp looking design i like that um, it's just called shandy too yeah they just do a really good job a, of making like you pick this can out it, it's the columbus crew like uh you know side of the road doing digging ditch i don't know kind of, with the logo it kind of looks like nashville but 
we're mixing yellows here. But uh, I, I will say the one thing that I noticed is, you know, I I was at uh, a store in Cleveland and I was, you know, I was like, all right, looking for a market garden place because I don't think we've had one on here yet. Or if we have, it's been a while. And I, you see the Guardians, you know mm-hmm. right away. It's got the bright, vibrant yellow, which yeah. is easy to pick out. So you go market garden, something nice and, you know, light and fruity. And then you see just called Shanty and Perfect. Good to go. So uh, thank you to Market Garden Brewing in Cleveland, Ohio, and their Shandy. Just Shandy. Shandy. As we move into the second half of our discussion, uh, moving into talking about just the year as the whole. You know, as we we move into our break, we're right at kind of that midpoint of the year, the all-star break, the midpoint of the year. Uh, kind of reflecting on, on the first half of this year, finally getting back to sports kind of as normal and a whole lot to look forward to in the fall and uh, winter as, you know, football starts to get back to normal, uh, full schedules, full fans, so a whole lot to look forward to. But going back to the beginning of this year up to this point, uh, just some highlights from the beginning of the year. Josh, what's... uh? the one thing that uh, you enjoyed most about the beginning of this year, maybe a, a moment or a highlight or just maybe something that you were happy to have back this year? Um, I'd say season three, 30 Rack of Sports, as it's affectionately known, um, <laughs> has been definitely the season of baseball and soccer. I feel like we've never really, you know, normally our prime recording season has been in the fall. So yeah. it was our first time ever really going deep on baseball and soccer and uh i know we've talked a lot about those sports already today but i think through the spring after the pandemic and everything you know getting back to those main sports uh, here in cincinnati i've really enjoyed going being able to go back down to the ballpark um being able to you know catch beers with you guys at like holy grail and stuff you know after we all get done with our respective sporting events uh, but just being able to go back and be with friends in that atmosphere and just being with everybody in that atmosphere. I mean, the games that I've gone to, I feel like at each game I've at least had one interaction with some random stranger Yeah, that has been sparked <laughs> off of just pure in-the-moment reaction to the game, and I've missed that so dearly. Yeah, Zach, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just... Uh... You know, after the first of the year didn't go well for a couple of my football teams. So, but yeah, I mean, jumping off uh, kind of jaw, I mean, I got to go to a game with our uh, friend Ben, went to a Reds White Sox game, and that was just, it was weird and odd. I felt like I hadn't been to a live sporting event in like five years, you know, after last year. It was just a weird feeling, but it was, it was great. It was fun. You know, I miss just baseball is the greatest sport to go watch. You just grab a few beers, you sit back, you relax, you sh- bullshit, and. Who cares how the game goes, you know? But it was fun. Yeah, um, I would say for for my top moment, it kind of almost goes, you know, turning a corner after everything of 2020 and then also kind of, you know, where things stopped in, in uh, you know, in 2020. Um, obviously, huge basketball fan. Yeah. Love March Madness. Really enjoy it. It was, you know, obviously canceled in 2020 
that was a huge disappointment. So just getting to see that happen and see everything again, getting to see all the conference tournaments, getting to turn on, you know, games during the middle of the day, getting to watch the games. It was kind of like, uh, you know, it was still in a bubble, still neutered, obviously, you know, not getting to see, you know, selfishly not getting to see Cincinnati and it was kind of a bummer, mm-hmm. but just getting to see all those games again oh, yeah. and getting to watch everything and kind of, you know, as things started to turn a corner right about at that time too, it was just nice to kind of see things as normal. It didn't really feel like a bubble environment anymore. There were still some fans there and it just kind of felt like we were back to like, Hey, college basketball back. Chris Holtman, Ohio state team disappointing again. Yeah. I I totally (laughs) feel that it was just, you know, it was great to be disappointed, (laughs) but you know what? It was rather than lose. to It was a great tournament. It was, it was a good tournament. I mean, that's what happens. Well, guys, Another thing we did for season three, as it's affectionately known as, uh, was our video segments that we did exclusively on our social media accounts mm-hmm. at 30 Rack of Sports. Uh, we started the Who You Got series and took it just exclusively on social media so we could let our fans uh, more actively participate with us in these pickums that we do weekly. Figure out how much of experts we really are. The answer is a lot. I am. These two are uh, absolute well, jokers. We checked back in May how everyone was doing when we were through 20 pickums. Right. And uh, since May, since the end of May. Oh, rather, I was killing it till then. Yeah, so. since the end really of care. May, Greg has only lost two picks. Now, now, mind you, we have had a lot of, uh, I'm calling them pushes for now, because we had a lot of series that had like game canceled or something, or something got pushed off yeah like uh, the reds indians so yeah, they went the two reds games. the reds indians one is one of them reds indians first of 50 is also one of them i quite i really honestly thought the indians would get there uh, yeah um but uh we are two months removed from since we last checked in uh greg as i said has only missed two pickums since he the end takes of May. the fucking middle ground on every he, that's not true no no greg has 14 correct pickums 11 incorrect. He's 14-11 and leads the pack. Uh, is the only winning record that we will speak of for this. Uh, the fans, though. The fans. Let's talk about the fans. So what's the overall? The overall... He's 14-11 overall. Yeah, he's 14-11 uh-huh. overall. Greg is 14-11 overall on the year. That's what Since I mean. the beginning of January. All right. Uh, since the beginning of the January, the fans... Um, now, the f- way I do the fans is I take the majority of their vote right, um, and everything, uh, which you can vote on Twitter, a 30 rack of sports. Uh, and they, like Zach and I, have only gotten two picks correct <laughs> since the end of May. They did have one push. If they uh, decisively uh, pick something and it's down the middle all four ways, I consider it a push. So they had one push on the Cavs-Nets game. A lot of votes, dead even 50-50 there. So I'll give you a push. So they are seven correct picks all year, 15 incorrect, and three pushes. Seven, 15, and three overall are the fan majority so far this year. Uh, Zach and I are not much better. Zach is in second place by one game. Uh, Zach is nine correct picks this year, 16 incorrect, nine and 16 overall. You're a disgrace. I'm not a disgrace. I'm the one who has to come in here, entertain people. I have to take a side. I don't get to just be like, oh, maybe it'll be a push. No, I got to come in here with the takes. These are at least split up a little bit more. I finally broke a uh, five 
pick losing. Plus, streak. we pick a lot of fucking soccer. I don't know nothing about soccer. Like, you know, you can learn, right? Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm an American. I am, <laughs> just wait till you go to all those Pee Wee soccer games. <laughs> I am eight and seventeen overall on the year. Uh, there was only one week since the end of May that we all, all everybody, just did terrible on, and. Uh, <laughs> It's just, I find it funny that it is the Columbus Clippers versus the Toledo Mud Hens. <laughs> uh, the Mud Hens slapped the Clippers that week. Uh, we all picked baseball. the Clippers or a 3 3 split. Clippers only won two games. Mm. So, bummer there. You know, I'm still Columbus, trying to get up to Clippers, a, my team is number one. I'm still trying to get up to a Clippers game or track. Oh, we got to go. Oh, we got to go. I want to go to a Mahoning, Huntington Ballpark's like Mahoning number one Valley ranked Scrappers. ballpark in minor league baseball. So I want to go to a Mahoning Valley Scrappers game now. Coco Crisp. Yeah. The cereal is loose, baby. <laughs> Better watch out. That's that's. I I would like to as we're talking what we're going to do after the Olympic break and everything, I would love to get to a minor league stadium. All right. Hey, sometime All right. we have to do a 30 rack outing, at least to a, I mean, at least to a dragon. No, no, we will go to Huntington Park, the number one ranked ballpark in all of minor league baseball the last like 10 years. We'll go. Get to also, catch up with Owen Miller. I also want to go to a Cincinnati Cyclones game or a Cleveland We should get a box again. Like we should get a box again. Game. We did the box the one time. That yeah. was a blast. The one thing I will say, Going to the Clippers game, also some great Ohio craft brews yeah, there. Right Columbus there. Brewing Company out, out there. Right there, right no there. No big deal. Solid beers. Wolf's Ridge right down down the road. Oh, yeah. yeah. And also, I believe they're working on making it a door area, so you can go to the Arena District and uh, <clears throat> just have a nice couple beers. Much like the... Yeah, you pour a beer, Greg. Oh, oh. See, I was yeah. wondering why he was motioning over to you there. That. Zach's teaching Greg how to pour a beer after he beautiful pour. Us up there on that oh. last pour. Nice inch. That's an inch ahead. That's what you want, Greg. It's way more fun. Greg came in way. and we needed refills, and he left the cup on the table and just flipped the beer can over and poured it straight down in. So I had about five inches of head. And yeah. we'll continue on before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you what are you guys looking forward to this this? fall dog days of summer i'm looking um, forward to a lot of shit i mean i'm nervously optimistic which is the worst thing i can yeah you're a browns be. fan with you're no, not a Browns. you're a cleveland fan with expectations which there's nothing worse than a cleveland team with expectations yeah I, that is brutal I much have, less the browns of i have them. been optimistic before Oh yeah. Uh, what I believe they won six games the year that I said they were going to go fourteen and two. We remember the Johnny Manziel. They they uh, I mean they played eleven five when I said seven and nine because I was very much terrified of how they were going to do. The, you know this year getting to see them, getting to see all the weapons that they have, have brought back some solid draft picks. You know Jadavian Clowney being added in. There's a lot of hope. And you know what? The one thing I can think back to is the games, the years where I was hoping we'd win three games. So it's nice to have a team that you can at least like realistically see yourself winning games, which is very right. nice. So it's cool to just go out there once again. So excited to see, as you guys mentioned, going back to stadiums, going back to First Energy Gonna Field, get you boys. seeing the Browns back there again. Finally, people that are as mentally unwell as I, rooting for the Cleveland Browns. So excited about it. Zach, what about you? What are you excited about? I, I couldn't think of it. I mean, all right. 
Baseball's my favorite sport. Indians are out. I mean, I'm excited to see the young kids. I, I love, I'm one of those weird guys. I love watching minor league games. I like watching the guys grow up. <clears throat> these will all be games Indians fans will remember years down the road when these guys are finally killing it again. But I would say the sport I tend to have just a knack for and know the most about is football, so I'm ready to catch up to Greg on the pickums because do pretty good. And my, yeah, once basketball season's over, it's it's a little up and down. Yeah, and uh, honestly, I, you know, my Packers, that's a whole story we're not going to get into, but my Buckeyes. And, hey, and I'm an alum of UC. I'm excited for both of them. They uh, Potentially, Ohio will have two top ten teams. I'm excited for the UC-Notre Dame game. Uh, that'll be fun because everybody hates fucking Notre Dame. So um, I'm excited to take maybe you guys up to the shoe yeah. to really we want the feel full, the we goosebumps, the to feel it. Yeah, I'll give you the whole experience. I want we'll a beer in hand. We got to get up there like 7 a.m., baby. I want a beer in hand at 7 a.m. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. We'll get up there. I need all your opinions the whole, um, the whole day. I'm just excited for fucking football. Again, the fans being bad. I love – there's nothing better college than college football – on a Saturday, packed houses across the country, you know, north, south, midwest, west coast, watching football all day. Let the bands play. Let next. the bands. I'm so excited. You know, I think Ohio State's going to reload. Pretty jacked about it. Uh, retool here. Retool. Josh, going over to you. Obviously, got your Bearcats shirt on. Bearcats, a lot to be excited about. Um, I. Maybe you can be excited about the Bengals. I don't know that too. What are you most excited about? Hey, I was I was telling Zach this before the show. Two of these two of these are very wait and see things. But you've got the Reds going to be competing for the division. You've got potentially. You've got FC Cincinnati who will still be playing games. No question about it. <laughs> we'll see till at least the end of the regular you've season. The, you've got the Bengals another. We'll see. We'll certainly got, be playing. And the Bengals are a year away. You've got the Bearcats. So for the first time that I mean, the Bearcats are legit, I'll give you time, that. Cincinnati has definitely two legit teams that are going to be in some very high octane, big, big time games this fall. And I'm just looking forward to that. Like I was telling you, there's, yeah. there's going to come a couple days. I mean, in you're the right. Yeah, where it's just like. What game am I going to go to this weekend? Because there are going to be some seriously big time games in Cincinnati, and just having that uh, menu mm -hmm. of of awesome, awesome games to go to, where you might oh, yeah. see some historic things happen, uh, is, is is very. Awesome I don't disagree treat with for you. Cincinnati, and that's something that I know people in the city have been craving for a long I, time. I think take advantage. You're of a little high on the Bengals. I, I said, I said two. You of these, did, you did, I you did. Two of these things are I very still, I still think there. You got the Browns. Uh, I, I wouldn't sleep on the Steelers somehow. Still, then the the Ravens. I mean, I mean, they're definitely. I'd say they're definitely going to be a fun. It's team going to be a good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that receiver. Yeah, that receiver. Like, like you said, I they're going to be fun to watch. And um, you brought up the Browns as a good team. They that just makes it's a weird thing to say. I know it's a weird thing to say. It is. It is. But that roster. It's a great roster, dude. It is. It's, it's a, a great roster. roster. It's I, and you know me. You know me as an Indians fan. I respect the Cleveland curse as much as you with the expectations. So I'm tempering that. But still, it's a great roster. They're still gonna win some football games. You got the Ravens, who are a pain in the ass. I think the Steelers might be Big Ben's last ride, but you can't sleep on them. 
I'm not saying Bengals will be a bad team. I just it's a tough division. Right. Yeah. I, yeah I, right. Yeah. yeah. Division's going to be very. It might tough be another this year. year as a away. team, I think there's another still a year, year away. But, but just to have all those options. This, oh yeah. These I mean, I think they the can beat anybody any week. Yeah. And they have enough talent to do that. Not to mention you slip in Oktoberfest there, mm-hmm. and I'll get to this in a little bit moment, but we'll start running down the clock to uh, winter beer time yeah. in and, Ohio. And also, as I wanted to bring this up before we uh, you know, end the segment, I mean, the Cavs have a high pick, potentially yeah. thinking about trading up yeah. if they could get someone like I mean, the Cavs Cunningham. have some pieces. Cavs the Cavs have like, some pieces. Like, might be, be uh, yeah. another and couple of years. also... But- I mean, the Blue Jackets coming back. I know I'm super excited to have the Jackets back. I go to you know a number of games a year. I think 30 Rack definitely needs to get up, have some drinks, mm-hmm. go see some puck. I'd love to go out some hockey. We'll go out to my Kraken. That's oh, the thing yeah. with Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> Columbus, too, is that you're going to have you know the Arena District kind of for, for a couple weeks there. Yeah. It's going to be bumping. It's going to be like bumping. Arena District's fun. Yeah. And you've never had... You got what short you, north right there. You can pop. You've never had north. the environment that you, you got, had there before. I mean, ever. you got Gordon Beersich. You got Columbus. You got Barley's Brewing. Mm-hmm. So you got all of the Ohio local beer that you could ask yeah. for, and a whole lot more. So, gonna be a fun one. Whether it's Ohio Ball's State football, fun. Cincinnati football. I mean, all of the fests all coming the fests. back. Action, action coming oh, back, man. and. Some tempered expectations for both of our NFL teams. (laughs) Could be a lot. Let us know. What's the most exciting thing for the fall? Fall, winter, what are you most excited for? At 30 Racket Sports, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Josh, I believe it's time for the beer news. All right, guys, what's brewing? Ohio, I've got a really fun one for you guys this week. I've got two things. Is it beer in Ohio? Two things. It's beer in Ohio. It's two things that beer lovers in Ohio... A lot, of, a lot of historic, awesome beer lovers in Ohio things. One thing that beer lovers in Ohio really enjoy is Athens. beer. Well, yes, Athens, Ohio. Sapporo, uh, baby. Yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no. We don't talk about Sapporo. Southeast Ohio. We've seen what Southeast Ohio produces, yeah. so we don't want that. Uh, you're telling me. Uh, we've had this. We've had this brewery on the show. <laughs> the before. classiest dress fucker here, right? <laughs> we've had this brewery on the show before. They're called Little Fish Brewing, and they're in Athens, Ohio, and they are about to party like it's 1872. It is their sixth anniversary. Reconstruction. <laughs> it is their sixth anniversary, and they are having a bunch of new That's releases. A grand time for everybody. <laughs> uh, over the course of this week, um, it is also Ohio Brew Week in Athens. So. Huge beer drinking week in Athens this week, as yeah. it always is. Uh, but when they is are it? debuting. You been to Athens? Fifty two, yeah, it's fifty three <laughs> weeks of the year. They are they are releasing a new beer though, um, amongst these slew of anniversary beers, and it is made from a nearly one hundred fifty year old recipe. And oh, I thought you were going to say like one hundred fifty year old age. Of the like, beer whoa, features whoa. licorice, orange peel, and coriander. And guys. If you want to learn more about this beer, because there's a whole list of things that I have just never heard of a beer doing before, uh, head to ohiocraftbeer.org and check out their their news from uh, this past, there's news page from this past week, because this thing, they're doing this thing with like open air yeast and oak barrels and this is this crazy thing. Are they using so, Quebec yeast? They are not from using Norway? Quebec yeast <laughs> from Norway, but the 1872 Amber Ale uh, dry hopped, bottle conditioned that is out this week at Little Fish Brewing. And then the other big thing, as I mentioned 
just a moments ago in our uh we're talking a little winter warmer yondering segment whatever you want to call that uh guys it's july and we always in ohio do christmas in july 12 dogs of christmas in july 12 it's no 12 dogs of christmas it's no uh christmas ale from great lakes Ooh. but in northeast ohio the capital of christmas beers and winter warmers uh, there is one place, I'm sure there's actually many places, because Christmas beers in July, people will roll out Christmas beers oh, any yeah. time of the year in Ohio oh, if yeah. they get the chance. But yeah, I believe is, 12 Dogs of Christmas actually is doing one in July. I, I would not be surprised, but uh, Birdfish Brewing, awesome, awesome name first off, Birdfish Brewing. Uh, they have a beer called Lloyd Christmas. And it's not a winter warmer. It's actually a pale ale. And, but it's got those hints of flavors yeah. that you get in your winter warmers and Christmas ales. That orange peel, that ginger, pretty good dose of that stuff in there. So you get your pale ale that you would have in the summer. You get your kind of Christmassy flavors that you would get in the winter warmers. Nice. And it all comes together for a light-bodied, refreshing Christmas in July ale like from that. Birdfish Brewing. So, guys, that's my What's Brewing Ohio. Merry Christmas in July to all of you out there. Go pick some up from your favorite Ohio craft brewery this week. And while we're gone, do your own Ohio beer haul. Um, happy holidays in July. Please. Happy holidays. Happy ho- <laughs> holidays. <laughs> all righty. As we end the show, um, once again, as we mentioned, this will be our last show, uh, taking a four-week break before we get started in Season 4 here in uh, late August. Um, but of course, we're moving on to our shout-outs. Uh, not our typical shout-outs, because at the end of the season, of course, we want to shout-out, uh, first off, all of the great breweries that we've had uh, during the season, whether it's uh, you know Sam Adams, uh, Market Garden, uh, a whole whole slew over the last what six and a half months so uh shout out to all them be sure to as josh mentioned support um the ohio brew hall by uh drink local enjoying some local ohio beers because i mean we're finding new beers new kinds of beers new types of i mean we've drinking Probably over 100 beers at this point. It's crazy how many uh, weird beers we had. On I think we finally pushed the envelope a lot in yeah. Season 3 here. We had so many weird beers that were brewed with either in a weird way. We learned about different yeasts, different single hops. We're yeast experts. We had the double Oreo tiramisu. Yeah, that we, was we wild. Tiramisu. Yeah. Like, like we, we pushed the envelope, and we want to keep doing that. So yeah. please send us the wacky beers that you see out there from Ohio. We would love to try them. And hey, we'll be sure to, to try beers. Once again, the one thing that we always want to do is, you know, most of us, we're all based in the Cincinnati area. So not just Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Cleveland, from Athens to Toledo, from Delphus to Mount Vernon, Ohio, all the beers in between, we want to make sure we have. And then, of course, just shouting out the listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you know, we all have a blast doing this, yes, so thank, we appreciate. Thank and then, you guys so much for listening because I don't think I don't think you guys realize this, but if we're gonna roll into season four in the fall and go all through football season, uh, based off of the episodes we've number of episodes we've done uh, in past seasons, 
it is very, very likely that towards the end of football season, that we will eclipse 100 episodes of 30 Rack of Sports, which is just an insane thing to think about. That is crazy. When you think about how we just kind of were drunk in an Oktoberfest one night, and we were like, (laughs) we should have a podcast about this. And here we are. The the, the vanity and ego that just came out at (laughs) Oktoberfest was absurd. I mean... (laughs) Look, one of us is positive on the who you got, so that's how I'm saying. Uh, also, of course, shout out to my co-host Zach for making the trek all the way up here to it's my abode. Uh, Josh, I mean Zach, and I can't thank Josh enough. He does all. He of does. The, he does everything. all of the dirty work uh, behind everything. the scenes. And you, sir, you deserve. You host. You keep us in line. I, I honestly just fucking show up and say wild shit. Hey, and shout out to Patty for calling me an oracle. Yeah. Thank you. Josh she's needed like, that she's this like, week. Josh, Josh called it. She's like, I was amazed because I watched the oh, I watched the Who You Got. I, I, I was amazed too. I, didn't. I think we were all were, were amazed in some <laughs> so, way, all, shape, or form. All were amazed. Uh, we'll see if uh, Josh is going to be, this is going to start a new Josh going into season four, yep. uh, whether or not the Who You Got. I think... The one thing moving into season four is we have our forty bets during the season. I think oh, yeah. the listener- and the Packers play the AFC North, so we get a couple extra. That's right, forty your Packers, bets. Your Packers come to Ohio. My Jordan times. Love. Yeah, we might have to go to the bank. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Blake Bortles might crush us. Yeah, Blake the Bortle man. Himself. So I think the one thing that maybe the listeners can chime in on, we'll discuss. Who you got? Season four, I think we need some sort of bet. Maybe the losers have to do something for the winner. We'll, 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 we'll spice it up a little yeah. bit. We'll, we'll spice we'll it, up. it up. If there's we'll one thing that we're sure of, it's going to be ridiculous and off the cuff. But we appreciate you guys for listening. 30 Rack of Sports. For Zach on the opinions, good, bad, or otherwise. See ya. For Josh on the ones and twos. See you guys this fall. Football. I'm Greg. Thank you so much for listening to 30 Rack of Sports. Bye-bye. Peace. Football. Bye-bye.